So, I'm your host, Michael Amorgan, and with us this week, we would normally have our uh, co-host, Vicky. She's going to be a bit late this week. Uh, she's going through, um, she's dealing with some life stuff, but she should be joining us shortly, I hope. So, while we wait for her, let's just start to get into things. Now, this week, <laughs> we had a doozy when it came to news and things that were actually happening, well, in technology. Uh, the main feature of this and the main feature that of today's show is going to be Google I.O., which is Google's developer conference, where they pretty much go through things that they've been working over the past year since the last I.O., and some peeks and tips into seeing what they're going to be doing uh, in the months to come as they work towards the next I.O., which would be 2019 zone. Um, now, there were other things that happened that they talked about, like uh, they're missing out, and this kind of came into the digital wellness kind of stuff. And yeah, I'm realizing we're going way, way past our usual hours. Um, but there are people that vicky have you ever gone to bed and then picked up your phone and then spent like yep. the next hour just like on your phone even though you know you should be sleeping yep. Yep. yeah that's that's one of the elements of that they were talking about so for example um they're trying to get into a situation with mobile phones with android where you're able to put down your phone without worrying or FOMO, fear of missing out. And then conversely, there apparently are people that have JOMO, which is the joy of missing out. Um, they said that the company wants to limit the ways that our increasingly obtrusive devices negatively impact our lives. For instance, YouTube is rolling up bundled notifications so you'll be interrupted less frequently. So for example, if your top five uh, subscribed uh, creative content persons roll out an episode in one day it'll only give you one notification to say okay well here's everything that happened today so you're not constantly checking your phone which i think is really neat um it's going to affect persons with you know being the first person to respond to kind of things <laughs> but those uh, people those people but i think it that's kind of something that's necessary in a sense because we should not be looking at our phones like every moment of the day unless like we're in an important situation or conversation or something like that or we're waiting for like an important email to come through hmm. um i'd say i i'm kind of 50 50. if i'm on my phone I'm on my laptop if i'm not on any of those i'm on my ipad so I'm about looking at a screen for maybe 90% of my day. I would have to say the like, same for me. I, I think it's normal. It's just, it's just times have changed pretty much. I've seen my nephew, my nephew could go from being on the laptop to going on his iPad, just like that. Well, sorry, his desktop to go on his iPod, iPad. So change and that's the system. That you live in now. 
Okay, I mean, I get what I get where you're coming from. Yeah, but they gave us something good, and now they want to take it. <laughs> and now they want to like take it back or cut down on our usage of it, and we have already become so addicted and adjusted to they gave us. Well, I think that's the key word. We become addicted to it, and any addiction needs to have balance. Anything that's addictive needs to have balance. Either you cut it out or you limit yourself to a certain amount so that you don't become so addicted to it. Um, screens have encompassed most of our lives. So uh, how do we how do we affect that? Um, one thing that they mentioned is that you can wind down now when it comes to Android to sleep. You can tell it, hey, G. Mm -hmm. um wind down at 10 which would be the time a lot of people go to sleep and then at 10 o'clock it'll put your phone in do not disturb and it will make it make um, it gray. black and gray right yeah, yeah. it's grayscale so which they're saying will make it less likely for you to continue to and it's gonna make it boring more huh. it's not it's not gonna be so harsh on the eyes so it's kind of kind of like dimming the backlight you know like when you wake up in the middle of the night and like, yeah yeah so it's not gonna make it so harsh in your eyes and it's gonna eventually cause you to close your eyes and go to sleep i don't think it's so much that i think it's more along the lines of yes it, it is going to be helping on your eyes because it's taking out the blue light which blue light um like an hour before sleep it actually disrupts your sleep cycle which is why the whole red tint thing came about with um, smartphones and windows and a number of other places that do that. But, the whole night shift thing is all about. Yeah. And I don't use it at all. You should. Um, but I think the reason why they're saying for grayscale is because let's say you're watching YouTube videos. You're just watching it in black and white. It's not going to be as entertaining. Some, yeah. I'm going to need some color right so it's just, you're gonna say man either turn turn this off or let me put my phone down or i put my phone down to roll over grab my apple tv remote and on to the next one that's, that's not how this is supposed to work vicky <laughs> that's not how this is supposed to work <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, what am I going to do with you? <sighs> um, with Google News. Oh, right. Um, with YouTube as well, instead of just bundling it, they're also going to be doing something like what Netflix does, which is after a certain period of time of you watching videos, it's going to pause the video and say, hey, do you want to still, like, Can I still watch, watch more? Video? Yeah. And so you press the button and then it continues. So like, it's not just playing and whatnot. It's an interesting feature. I don't know how well it will work for YouTube, considering most YouTube videos aren't as long as yeah, the TV long shows. Yep. But I mean, if you're just letting videos like go off continuously, I, I can see where it can become a thing, especially if you're watching music videos. I feel like I feel like I rarely watch YouTube music videos on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be probably the same for me. I think it's only in special cases, like um, This Is America, for example, or some new uh, 
a new song from J. Cole or Kendrick or something like that. Like, I, I rarely watch music videos for any music that I listen to. Yeah, so, I mean, people are, people still do. I know that's a, a source for music for a lot of people. That's why YouTube music is a thing and YouTube remix is going to become a thing and whatnot. But, eh, we'll, we'll have to see how that really works. And from what it seems like, it's only going to be happening on the Android version. Well, the uh, smartphone versions, at least. Well, never mind. I thought it was only going to be an Android version. <laughs> um, I know they're also going to be working on Google News, and like they've already redesigned it for web and for mobile. Um. And making it just it's more like a redesign kind of thing giving you your own kind of personalized feed based on your interests as well which i mean if you're already using an rss reader you're probably going to want to stick to that because you can save articles for later and do a bunch of other stuff that um i'm surprised google didn't just add into this one time they already lost a bunch of people by getting rid of google reader which made people move over to things like Feedly and Eno Reader and a bunch of RSS readers. And mm, I just hope they start adding in some features. But maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. Apparently, I like, sorry. I guess when you're when you're a uh, everyday Google user. You want more? I guess. Like, I I use a RSS reader for my daily use to get articles and stuff like that, and keep up a, keep abreast with stuff. So, I would have liked to go back to Google for it, but they just don't have the features that I want. It's great that you have something that's customized, essentially. But even the customization, Google knows a lot more about me than what they're offering to show to me. And that's kind of disappointing. Like, if you're going to be using machine learning and stuff like that, use it based on stuff that I'm actually searching for. Don't just, like, use such limited frameworks. But then again, you know, people may say this is data abuse and they're stepping over their bounds. So I, yep. I, so I can see. Can't, they can't push it to show oh, you know this is all data that we take from you nah because they're going to get issues they got to have it set whereas they we take take about 120 of your data but we're only going to show you about 20. yeah um then they came up with something called full coverage which is really interesting as well um i compared it to another app that i have called sip which is human created i think this one's machine learning though um, where it kind of combines similar topics together and it will put in things from uh, different sources like tweets, analysis, uh, uh, opinions, comments, YouTube videos, blogs, a bunch of different sources and kind of like you just click through it to read a, these bunch of different opinions, I guess. Um, and then we go into google stuff well not google stuff but android stuff which is android p which 
as of Wednesday, which is yesterday, as of this recording, went live for um, people to beta test. It's not so it's past developer testing, it's which is the alpha testing, and it's in beta testing, which still can have issues. But, um, you know, it's more stable. It's what I'm actually using on my phone right now. And it's, it's running pretty neat. Like, it's, well, we'll get into it. Uh, so for starters, they have adaptive battery, which uses machine learning based on what it's learning from you to maximize your battery life. So it then predicts to see what types of apps and services you use and what you don't to use less of your battery for the stuff that you don't use and you know actually use the battery for the stuff that you do. So for example, if you barely use YouTube, it's not gonna spend as much time or energy like going through YouTube and um, making sure that that's constantly getting information or you know keeping it running in the background, that kind of thing because you're not using it as much. Whereas say, if you use WhatsApp or Facebook, it's going to spend more system processes and stuff like that, keeping that kind of stuff active. So that when you want to switch back to it, it's, it's, it's going. Um, they also have it with adaptive brightness. So yet again, machine learning, where it's uh, using your, taking into account your personal preferences and the ambient lighting around to decide the brightness for you. Um, Chris and I had actually talked about this one right before we watched Infinity War, uh, where we were hoping it would have actually been built more based on exact location. To say like one setting at work, one setting at home, one setting when you're out and about, or indoors or outdoors. So you don't have to keep switching stuff. But I've actually found that the setting on this well, I haven't really done it, and it's actually at the very lowest brightness. This is this is actually good enough for me. So if I scroll from the top, oh, okay. So it's not at the very like highest brightness, um, but I guess it adjusted. Oh, it's actually adjusting itself right now because I put it closer to the light. I wonder if I put it really close up to the light. Oh, it moved it to bring up the brightness. Interesting. And it can predict app actions for apps as well. So based on um, patterns. So what they're saying is if you swipe it from the top and when you get to your, like your app drawer, they'll give you two options, for example, of what you would typically do around this time of day. And for me, it's, Go inside my WhatsApp group, which is our own Vicky, uh, with everyone else inside of it, or call my boss, which I'm surprised because I typically don't do that around this time of time. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But I mean, the I mean, I did call my boss a little bit earlier on today, so maybe it's picking up on that. But around this kind of time, yeah, I would be going inside our WhatsApp group. um yeah what do you think about those features so far um i think it's the brightness one 
I don't know, I'm, I'm the type of person whereas I used to just like my brightness always used to be set to the lowest no matter where I was I just was comfortable for me because bright lights hurts my eyes but I found that I could have my phone on auto brightness without having an issue with it and then I get automatically changes depending on the room temperature with what is true tone so I don't have an issue with the whole brightness thing but y'all on the other hand I know for other persons it's totally different so I think that the brightness one was a nifty it's a nifty feature from the ad um I did like to see how it'd be set for specific places like how you and Chris, how you and Chris was mentioning whereas if you set at home it's set for this this lighting because clearly you're going to have the lighting around your home 24-7 set at work and you go to the movies stuff like that um Right. The next one with them being able to tell oh, you. Oh, a second. You... Sorry. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Uh, the next one with where you're able to kind of sort of peek into an app to tell you, oh, you know, this is what you do at this certain time. That's pretty cool. It's more or less like a. I know you guys had like the long press toggle, toggle whereas you just like long press something and jump into with like the specific thing that you need. Like if you long press on the camera, you could always just jump to like take selfies, stuff like that. Um, it's kind of like that feature, but like they added more to it. Kind of like they needed something else to add to it. Hmm. And if I'm making sense. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. So it's like they're they're nifty things to have but it's all that's like could i live without this if you guys didn't give this to me or not this is like like it's, it's cool add-ons in a way whereas i could have probably lived without it if you guys didn't give it to me but you guys gave it to me so i'm going to use it that type of thing hmm. uh then they actually brought up some other stuff as well and um something with slices i didn't quite understand that one myself oh yeah i didn't understand that one that um, was confusing i know they said like you could search for like picking up a ride or something like that for something from lyft and it'll give you an option to click and like order a lyft ride or something like that um but i, I didn't quite understand that if anyone's watching um or if either live or you know you're watching this on youtube or you know on the podcast if you're on the podcast message me on twitter or something like that and just let me know what you guys think the whole slices thing was about um but one of the bigger things that came out with android p is the whole new navigation system which it was weird when i actually was updating to android p's the beta version it was it you could see that it was set to become the default kind of navigation system. But when it was done, it reverted back to the normal, like back home button and, um, well, app button kind of thing. Oh, I like that as well. The the, little, the, the new gestures that they add. Yes. So that was really, that was really nice. That, that it is really nice. So for example, um, I could slide up a little bit and it gives me the options for the apps that it thinks I'll probably use right up and now. Um, to get rid of an app, I just swipe up 
And if I want to get to my overall app drawer, by the way, if I want to go through other apps, I just do like that and choose. If I want to get to my app drawer, I swipe up again, or I can just swipe up one long time and get to whatever it is that I want to get to. And if I want to maneuver through the apps, I can also uh, swipe up. Oops, I held down. I swipe up and then move this. Nope. Swipe up and, and then it allows me to move through the apps like that. Which is interesting. I found myself. Took... Sorry, what? Oh, okay. So it's like they took the jashes from the iPhone 10 and made them kind of better. I, had a I, I like you... what they did with the with the with the new jashes for sure. And they changed the the way the buttons look too, right? Yeah. So the home button's no longer a circle. It's more uh... like a what do, they, what do they call it? It's like an oval but stretched. It's like so the... it, it looks like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's got a new thing. They got rid of the um, button that you would press for, for the most part. The button that would take you to the like your apps and stuff like that, like that were open to close them out. They got rid of that, and with the back button now, instead of that always being there, that only shows up whenever you actually have something to go backwards to. So for example, in WhatsApp, when I go inside the group chat, it'll give me the back button to go back to the main WhatsApp menu. But if I'm inside WhatsApp itself, um, oh yeah, it actually does still give me the option to go back to the home screen. But if I'm in the home screen, then it just gets rid of everything and just shows the home button, which still works as the home button. And if you hold down, it will still open up Google Assistant. Opening Allo. I said open up Google Assistant and it opens up Allo. <coughs> Does that make any sense? Like I, I wanted to see what it would do. <laughs> it just failed me. <laughs> but overall, the UI has changed quite a bit as well. Like. The way things open up and close, like they open up from the right hand side. When you minimize it, it goes to the top left. When you close it out, it goes like it slides over to the right. I mean, to the left. It it moves more fluid like. And I had a feeling you were going to make a mention of comparing it to um, the iPhone. And the funny thing is, iPhone stole it from WebOS. That's where Android and iPhone have stolen a lot of their ideas from. And um, even with Blackberry's OS, they stole a number of things from WebOS. And so just kind of just like going back to that, because their WebOS's thing as well was um, setting it up to where you could uh, move between apps and it's all one button or no button kind of thing so it's it's coming to that like if you remember um steve wozniak originally said the iphone was actually supposed to be built with no buttons on it period 
And I think that's what people are trying to move to. That's why we don't like Android. Pixels, at least, have for a long time uh, actually have no buttons, like home buttons or anything like that. It's all software. And now they're even trying to get rid of that. I like my home button. Only because it has touch ID. Maybe. That's where the back comes from. But, um, right. So, like the iPhone 10, you can swipe up from anywhere, and it, it does offer a lot of the same features that you would find on it. So, I mean, that, that is nice. Um, notifications. One thing I noticed with the notifications is if you continuously swipe on them, and instead of clicking on them and opening up, it'll actually say, we noticed that you've swiped on this quite a lot. Do you want these to still show up? Like that, that took me by surprise a few times. Of course, I, I still said, yeah, because I still want the information, but the fact that it offered to shut that off, Hey, I'm, I'm not going to complain because yeah, there are some apps out there that just go overboard with notifications. I don't generally, when I see an app does that, I either turn off the notifications or get rid of the app. <laughs> what? You don't? I, used to be the, I used to read the type whereas I didn't like to see like the notification bubbles on my apps, but now I was just like, sort of like I'm gonna be there regardless if I like open the app or move the, the notifications or not. So I got accustomed to that. Um I used to get a lot of notifications from Twitter, but that's mainly because I used to have I used to have a lot of my YouTubers set to every time they tweet i would get notification i have a set for youtube i used to set that for twitter as well i was like oh this is too much for me i can't deal so i had to take off something i removed it from twitter i wouldn't go to the length i wouldn't go to the length of uninstalling the app though i just turned the notifications off so i can't get rid of twitter that's like my twitter's like my facebook Pretty much. Yeah, like most I, I turn off a lot of the notifications as well and set it to just certain people. Um, that was just that was just me. Um, so Android P is also getting something that they kind of stole from, like I think it was Samsung that really started this, where you put your phone face down, and that turns off all the notifications and stuff like that and sounds, and so it just turns on Do Not Disturb automatically. Oh, all the cheaters would love that. What? Why did your all mind the go cheaters, there? Because when you put, when you, if you go on a date with somebody and they put their phone face down, they don't want you to see that their side piece is messing that, messaging them. That's what it is. How do you know this so well, Vicky? I just know. <laughs> I know they, I know that they, that they place their phone face down so that you can't see their screen and therefore you can't see the notifications that's coming through on their screen. It's either that or like their phone all their phone's always on vibrate or sat, you know, their phone is always on silent. That way you can't hear vibrating. And now Google just made it Google just made it easier for them. <laughs> wait until they like wait until they build in fake calls like when you're on a date and like ten minutes into the date it gives you a fake call. <laughs> fake call. 
Oh, that'd be so cool. I could see it. I could see it happening, especially with the AI right now. <sighs> oh, Lord. Um, but the thing that shocked me, well, the next thing that shocked me, other than that whole call thing, was them making typically what happens with uh, dev previews and beta releases, it goes to particular devices like the Pixels or the Nexus devices. This time, it was a bit different. Yes, the Pixels get it, but so will certain Nokia phones, Vivo phones, OnePlus phones, my phones, Sony phones, uh, OnePlus, sorry, uh, uh, Oppo, and then Essential phones as well. Essential kind of caught me by surprise considering they only have one phone and that kind of flopped. But, um, yeah, they, they're rolling this out to a bunch of phones to preview it on. One is obviously, like, missing, and that's Samsung. Which was a little weird for me. Um, but, yeah, so it's, it's good that they're... Uh, letting other uh, other phone makers in on this to really get a good experience for how it's going to work out on those other phones there's less build time and maybe it will mean that you know these companies as well will give a better um android first experience uh, when it comes to updates the next thing that they talked on was maps and uh, i don't know if you saw that one biggie um it's essentially where like i skimped it with the maps feature sometimes well if you use google maps and you i use apple maps okay so i think even with apple maps sometimes it's got your location so for example um like right there it's got me pointing in a particular direction with its blue and sometimes you don't quite know where it's actually should be pointing to because I'm actually pointing um, one direction and my thing is pointing in another so what they're saying is well, at least this is saying I'm facing another direction that I'm actually not what they're saying is instead of it being like that what they're going to do is they're going to introduce augmented reality into it so what you would do you'd be out and about and it would show you would hold your cam hold your phone up it would open up the camera and show you exactly where it is that you're supposed to be walking to it's on your because screen you had like a like a dog exactly like, i think it was, was a so fox. cute man oh, that was just so adorable um that was a concept idea that they had for a uh a companion a guide companion which is a really nice neat idea like it's it's something that's entertaining it's really neat for kids obviously adults will like it as well um and then they're also planning on building in other features like giving you information about places that you're passing by um so you can actually click on on the camera to then well the visual feed that's inside maps and then open up and give you information about what it is that you're looking at 
and it's going to be building that information based off of pictures and videos that people are taking and putting up on street view and google uh, maps and stuff like that so it's actually reading and using a lot of that visual data to build the system out worldwide so it's a lot of little nuances that they're actually building into it that you know i wasn't really expecting all of that to come from the maps to be quite honest um the next thing which really threw me off guard but it seems like it should have been there from the get-go was a for you section like based on places where you typically go to um that you review stuff like that it will give you new places to check out based on that so let's say restaurants it knows you like italian food for example it knows that you've you've given reviews to these kind of places so on and so forth so it'll give you like new Italian places to check out that are rated kind of high that you may not have heard about before, or at least that you haven't visited. And tying into that, I guess, is another aspect of it. So let's say you want to do, let's say our group wanted to go out somewhere. And we all kind of had different ideas. We weren't sure where to go. We could start one place, I can put a bunch of different places inside of it, share it with you guys. You guys could take a look at my ideas, vote on them, or add new ones, and we vote on like where to go. All from within the Google Maps app. Does Apple Maps have that? For the Bahamas? <sighs> so the Bahamas Apple Map is about a hundred Actually, no, two hundred percent rubbish, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could use, it, you know, it could use modern improvement, but no, we don't, we don't have that feature. Um, I don't know they have it in the states, but I know I don't have it. I don't think they have that in the states either. <laughs> I feel like most people that have iPhones uninstall the regular map app and use Google Maps. To be honest with you, I would think so too. um now it kind of how should i put this it ups the ante and i can't wait to see when these things actually come out so it'll be interesting to see what happens and i know google lens is being added into a few other things i'm not going to really get into that um but that's part of what's actually allowing google maps to get that information about stores and stuff like that as well um but here's the next thing inside the photos app google lens will be able to do one other cool thing so much like how you can take a photo of a document and it'll make it a pdf now you just have to hover over an image like a a written document or something or a document use Google Lens and then you can copy and paste the text from that you look confused <laughs> sorry um, no, I was pretty interested is that, is that the one where I know they sh actually know I think that was the lens within the camera yeah that's that's where it. they yeah, where they were showing 
the chair and you can just like hover over it and they give you the information on the chair and then they move to another document and it's there and they move to another one and it was there that's it right no that's ar okay then yeah we think we think about two different things <laughs> yeah um this is quite literally copying and pasting words from a document in real life onto your phone using the camera app well using google lens on the camera app That sounds so nice. I wonder if that's going to be integrated with. They have like with Google Docs. That'd be interesting for them mm -hmm. to have them integrated with Google Docs. That way you can like if you're taking notes from a class and you just can like hover over there over their paper, copy the notes and like it automatically transforms into Google Docs. Yeah. Well, so long as the, the writing's legible and not chicken scratch. And it never works for me. So I never, I wouldn't even use it. I wouldn't even try to be honest with you. I think one of the things you were talking about though, was that, um, what they're also building out is if, let's say you have a lamp and you want to like get, you can use Google lens, uh, hover over the lamp and it'll give you ideas of other lamps that fit the same kind of style to it. I don't know if that's what you also meant or. Yeah, I think that was it. Oh, like it would, if you, it's kind of what Google Lens do not, what you did with the pot cake or whatever, you can have it with the Recognizes. pot cake. Yeah. It was kind of like that, but then I think they pushed it to an extra length. Yeah. I also like that they had the circles. It's like a little fine. It's like a little small things that are just me. But I also like how they had like the circles. It wasn't the same color consistently. It was more or less as they used the four colors from Google. So instead of having every time you scan something, it's like the same blue circle. It would be blue one time, red the next time, green the next time, yellow the next time. Yeah. It's the simple <laughs> things. The simple things like that. I'll tell you something. I didn't even realize that. Oh. <laughs> you, you really are a details girl, aren't you? It's the, the simple things that I like. The simple things in life. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Apparently, all of those new features are coming to Lens in the next few weeks, though. And it's not going to be integrated in the actual camera app, correct? Is that, yep. That's what they said, right? That's what they said. So are they going to get rid of the Lens app, or are they going to keep it for other well, platforms? Lens doesn't really have an app for itself. It kind of lives in other apps. Like right now, it already is in camera, so it's just going to be adding those features into it. Oh, oh, I thought it was like had like its own separate app. Mm -mm. Um, yeah, it, it. Let me see if I could show you. Uh, let me see since. I don't own a Google device and I don't use Android applications. Hmm. Okay, no, it's not built into the camera app. I was wrong. It's built into Google, Google Assistant. Assistant app. Ah, I know I was somewhere. Yeah, so you press so that button right there. And then so now it's going up. to be in the camera app. Camera app and eventually the Maps app. Well, the Maps app 
to get information about stuff. You won't actually use, like, press the button for Google Ads. Um, I mean, they talk about other things like Waymo and how they're using it as, uh, so far as one of the better places to actually use a driverless car. Um, we're probably not going to get too much into this one. Uh, but, and that's actually what they ended off on, I should say. And the improvements that they did with Waymo, um, and snow and picking up on people. And let's say someone's speeding. Let's say you have the green light. Someone's driving on the red speeds in front of you, crosses you. Uh, Waymo would essentially recognize that a vehicle's coming, even though they have the green light, and would create a fenced area to which it would slow down just enough so that the uh, the car that's speeding would pass in front of you without crashing. Which, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I still don't put 100% faith in driverless technology. I think it still needs a bit more work. Sure. And this as well. But then, when it comes to certain things, I'm kind of old-fashioned. So, many certain things. I'll admit, I think there should always be a driving wheel inside the car. Um, Even if it's a self-driving car, there should be the option for you to drive it. But this is where I disagree with Chris. (laughs) Because I think Chris just wants a purely driverless car. Nah, I can't trust my life in the hands of a robot. Yeah. Oh, AI to be to be exact. I can't I can't trust my life in the hands of that. If some what if like something like happened instantly and I need me to like have some type of reaction, I gotta be able to grab the wheels. Exactly. So yeah, I mean even with current driverless technologies like Tesla, the issue that's coming back is these things are giving warnings. To say that someone should be taking control of the wheel to stop to like manage the car and they aren't and that's their disclaimer right there once they put the disclaimer out there well, no matter what happens they told you when they warned you someone needs to be there to grab the wheel in case something in case an act of an emergency exactly so, so that means if you get an, if you get an accident you can't really sue them you can't blame them for, for anything because they warned you already exactly so personally i think a lot of news came out of google obviously enough for us to go this overboard i'm probably gonna have to chop up this episode into two episodes um and upload them but yeah like was there any one thing in particular that kind of like stood out for you The main things that shocked me was the conversation with the AI. I like the, well, the photos feature, they didn't really 100% shock me, but I like the fact that you can revert a black and white image, well, an original black and white image to color. I like that feature. Um, I like that they went the extra mile to help with persons with disability i like that because most companies like i said most companies would touch it but they wouldn't like extend or reach in a sense they would just like reach out but they wouldn't extend it um what else was that i liked 
I like the the little buddy system with the AI <laughs> map. <laughs> I think the animal was too adorable, man. I mean, I probably wouldn't use it, but like, I thought it was so cute. It's kind of like Pokemon Go in a sense, but you're walking with your but your Pokemon is directing where you're going, so you're gonna have to be walking with your phone like this, like most of the time. <sighs> I mean, if you're going to be using the camera version of it, then you're going to be doing that regardless. But I mean, I would probably, I could probably see myself using that quite a bit <laughs> just to see it like, going around and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's just about it. I think that's, that's the things that really, I was really interesting that they showed. For me, I think it was those, but um, I was also interested inside the whole gesture thing, which I've been playing around with. I've actually found myself like swiping up more, and that's been getting me into problems because I just want to go back to the home screen. So I'm finding myself, it's the same problem I had when I was using a BlackBerry 10 device, and the way how you leave out an app is swiping up. Um... And so I, I found myself going back to that old habit, and it was kind of annoying, I guess, to say the least. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm swiping up. I I just wanted to get to the home screen, and I gotta press the home button. So it's gonna have it's gonna take me getting some used to, just like how I had to get back to use to using regular Android devices once I moved from BlackBerry 10. Um, which was interesting itself because I moved from Android to BlackBerry 10. I used to that move back to android had to readjust and now i'm gonna have to readjust with this new system from android p um have they officially named the p or the staying p it's p for now but you know what let's oh, see what they have um i'm gonna go inside the system because there's always this little thing um and the build number if i hold down on it hold on, is it the build number oh lord how do i get to the easter egg android i haven't done this in ages um Repeatedly tap. Okay, hold on. Settings menu. Scroll down to about phone. Find Android version. Um, Android version. Okay, so Android version is P. I press on this option multiple times. It's not doing it. It's. It's being dumb it's not letting me do it and it's actually bringing up like the little um information bit or something like that <laughs> you know that means wait until everybody else find out <laughs> i mean it seems like that this this kind of sucks i want to see the name of peppermint i i think it's going to be peppermint like i i honestly think that this oh <laughs> found it so okay come on 
Oh, okay. See? The circles? Those peppermint. They gotta be. Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be peppermint. Because they they showed peppermints heavily during the Christmas season, along with all the other like treats that they had. And so while it's like easy to say, oh well it was the Christmas season, it's like they showed this really heavily. There was, there's no pumpkins or pumpkin spice or like pie or anything like that, other than like the stuff that they already have as treats. So it's kind of like I have a feeling it's gonna be peppermint. I feel so as well. But yeah, so that's this episode of Tech Talk. What a long episode it was. I would like to thank my guest. Well, I don't know why I keep calling you my guest. <laughs> my co-host, Raquel, for coming on the show. You're welcome. I would like to, again, thank Link Zelda, Silver, Celery, Soup, uh, Soup Badass, Irish Ronin um, for following, along with Mark Raway, Link Zelda, um, Lee... Where is what happened to my chat app? I think I closed that out by accident. Anyway, um, yeah, pretty much everyone that decided to join in tonight, Jake, like Jay Brucifer, and uh, but not along with Vitalis, who. We threw some shade back and forth. Uh, and of course, feel free to listen on the podcast. If you missed this, any of our previous episodes, uh, come in and join us for next week, Thursday, for another episode of Tech Talk. And until next time, take care. Peace.